Ahoy, mateys, it's your old pal Shipwreck here, reminding you to make sure you tune in to the Heavyweight Chumps every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Central, on Radio Memphis. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yo, Joe! Alright ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week again. It's time for Earth Nerds are Cheesy. I'm your host Maddox, and I'm a nerd. And I'm Kevlar Kate, and I'm a nerd, and I'm so glad to be back. Woo! <laughs> I know, it's been a few weeks off, what with home repairs and Jesus, everything else that's been going on. A lot, a lot of stuff going on uh, in personal lives, so... It's okay. And then there was the show that we did live on the air. That's true. Any of you that uh, that missed that opportunity to listen in to us live missed a interesting conversation with all the people that we had coming and going as that went on. Yep. Um, although I understand there were other conversations that were had off the air that would have been much more entertaining to keep the recording going for. We shall not talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're not talking about any of the little Richards that you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we shall not talk about any pictures that have shown up in my inbox. No, <laughs> not again. And I refuse. And just so you know, folks, that's not how you get her to say yes to a date. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and oddly enough, we picked from a guy who probably has to send those kind of pics these days to keep himself busy. <gasps> oh, that was so mean. No, he's actually working. He's a working actor. You are so terrible. Look, I know he's a working actor, but he's working as a gigantic, playing a gigantic damn robot on Doom Patrol on the CW. Well, not even the CW, what used to be the DC app. So I guess now it's on HBO Max. Yeah. He plays a character named he plays a character named Cliff. You hardly ever see Brendan Fraser outside of the robot. When you do, oh my god, he got fat. <laughs> okay, so he's okay. So our episode today is all about Brendan Fraser and he didn't get fat. He's just not buff and working out like he had to be for Encino Man and George of the Jungle and Blast. He got fat. <laughs> He got fat. You know what? We are all old. We are all old. And when we get old, what happens, Matt? Hold on. Wait wait just a damn minute, okay? They put what Robert... What happens when we get old? No, 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 no. Wait just a damn minute. They put Robert Downey Jr. in a metal suit, and he didn't get fat. <laughs> okay. See? He's built, he's built differently. Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. is more slender. Brendan Fraser has always been more muscular and has the the broad shoulders. He's just he's been bigger. He's just bigger. Robert Downey Jr. still got that cocaine flowing through his system from the nineties. Uh, probably. <laughs> it was a lot of cocaine that he did. It's a hell of a that's a hell for a metabolism. Let me tell you, folks. <laughs> All right. So you picked this, so you get to lead us through this monstrosity. I I picked it. Well, honestly, we kind of, we had been talking about um, 
Brendan Fraser because we saw him in Airheads and we're like, whatever happened to him? And we were talking about movies that we liked, um, remembering the mummy and those, um, you know, the action packed movies that he used to do. And we said, let's do an episode about him and try and figure out, you know, what happened. So <clears throat> our first one that we are going to talk about today is one of my least you know, favorite movies of all time. Oh man. You're just, you're just going to be a, Debbie Downer today. Good night. This is one of the first movies. Encino Man is from 1992 is one of the first movies that actually put him in stardom. And he didn't even have a damn line. Um. Yeah, he did. Gozungas. Okay. One line. <laughs> and if any guy walked up to a woman and went gazungas, he would get punched. I promise you he would get punched. I was about to say, <laughs> let's say Brendan Fraser walks up to you, looks at you and just goes, Gazungas, what are you going to do? But back then he was hot and it fit with the story for him to be all crazy. Oh, and so back boring. then, so it's okay for a caveman to be rapey, but we can cancel a skunk. <laughs> uh, actually, I think Brendan Fraser had already been canceled a couple times. But he's come back from it. I, you know, he had to get canceled several times because he kind of disappeared at one point in the late 90s. He popped back up. Then all of a sudden he disappeared again. He has had lots of health issues. He I read somewhere that he was in and out of the hospital for like seven years with surgeries and nerve blocks and all sorts of things from all of these physical stunts that he did in his movies and Encino Man and The Mummy. And, and that's why um, you let them pay a stunt double. Yep. Yep. But it makes for, it does make for a better movie if the actor can do their own stunts. Unless that actor's name is Tom Cruise. Yes. Oh my God. He needs to go away. He needs to take his gigantic dinner plate medal that the church of Scientology gave him and just put us, put a sail on that bitch and just go off into the ocean somewhere and just stay there. I am so sick of Tom Cruise, but we're not talking about Tom Cruise, please. <laughs> we're talking about Brendan Fraser. <laughs> okay. So honestly, it's, it was really hard to get into um, and pay attention to because Polly Shore, that character that he plays, I know he's not like that in real life. He's the not weasel. Like that oh, it grated on my nerves like the entire time. I was like, can you just stop? I know Kate wouldn't Kate wouldn't even get up in the middle of the interview and go munch on some grindage. Oh God. I, I, I do remember him going, shush. So that was um uh, that was quite funny. I would probably use that on you every now and then as I'll just go, shush. And I'll just go, Polly Shore retrospective. <laughs> but there were some big names people who are huge in the industry now there's some big names in here you've got uh sean aston yeah got, who at that point was not doing much he wasn't uh you've got uh Robin. then he went on to play one of those walking trolls with the hairy feet hobbit walking trolls with the hairy ring. feet stop it uh, you've got um, Megan Ward. You've got Robin Tooney. Is it Tooney or Tunay? I always say it was Robin Tunney. Tunney. I don't know. Robin. 
she's amazing. I love her acting. She was in, um, oh, the the craft. Loved her in the craft. And that is one of my favorite witchcraft movies. Have you watched the the abomination that was the reboot? No, I spared myself from that because I knew that I would be mad. <laughs> you are correct, madam. I was like, I'm going to be mad. Uh, you also have Michael DeLuise in this movie. A young Michael DeLuise. And it's just... Uh, let's see. Oh, and did you see the connection to Mr. Boogity? No, I did not. Richard Masseur. Oh he my. played the dad. Oh my God! That was oh, Mr. Boogity. That the dad from Mr. Mr. Boogity is in. <laughs> Honey, did you? My wife is a huge fan of this. So I'm going to ask her because I made her watch Mr. Boogity with me. Did you realize that the dad from Mr. Boogity is an Encino man? As she shakes her head, she's more of a she's more of a blast from the past fan. No, Oh, now she's going to defend her love for Caveman and Caveman Brendan Fraser. Okay, he looks really good. Yeah. Oh, God, he looked really good. I'm catching that from both ends. Oh, my God. He looked really good in this. I mean, of course, he has a lot of movies where he had to be shirtless. And that's why you think he's fat now. It's because in all of his previous episodes... Or not episodes, but you know, movies and things. He played a physical, physically fit man who had like almost zero body fat. It catches up with you in you your forties and fifties. The bad thing is, the only movie that I didn't pick that may have actually been a better fit for this run of cheesy Brendan Fraser was Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> yep. Because, quite frankly, him and Jenna. What was her last name? Jenna from Dharma and Greg. Uh, Jenna Elfman. Oh, my God. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I don't think I would have been able to sit through that one. So I was barely able to sit through Encino Man. Just watching the exploitation of women. But you say uh, you say that Encino Man for you is a watch again, though. It is just. Because it's so set in the early 90s. I mean, it was that transitional period. I mean, this was so dated. You had the clothes. You had the hair. You had um, the phones. It. I mean, tell me you didn't enjoy watching the wrestling bit. Okay, look. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm a wrestling fan. So anytime a wrestling bit shows up in a film, I'm down. Mm-hmm. But even in this, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, the uh, costume party might have been the worst part of the entire film. Uh, You're trying to find a way to justify that you actually enjoy this film, and I don't think you really do. I enjoyed it a lot more when I was younger. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed it when you were a teenager, and he got you all hot and bothered. And he don't do that no more. (laughs) (laughs) No, my my brain was thinking, why doesn't he have any frostbite? Um, How in the heck did he come back alive? Things that are frozen in ice, caught in ice, aren't allowed to come back to life like that. Um, 
how did, how, you know, it's just my brain is like, I don't understand. The concept of this is so far-fetched. And I know that's like it with most movies. Listen, I know some women that that might be the only way they get a man. Ouch. And even then, I wouldn't be surprised if they left them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, um, did you notice when he was yelling, it's kind of like the George of the Jungle yodel. So he was prepping. They hadn't even thought about him for George of the Jungle at that point. But George of the Jungle was still around. And so that, that yodel that he did in Encino Man may have got him the part. Listen. Mm-hmm. This movie is complete and utter trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more question. Where did Robin go? Robin Tunney? Yeah, she was in the beginning of the movie, but at the end of the movie, she was nowhere to be found. Where did she go? I don't know. Because she completely disappeared. Maybe she said the hell with it and got out of Encino. <laughs> As my wife sticks her head back into the recording booth and goes, he's the dad in both movies. <laughs> of Mr. Boogity? Yes. <laughs> I know, because he gets possessed in Mr. Boogity, too. Oh, God. <laughs> but there's right. a lot of physical comedy. A lot of physical comedy, especially on the part of um, Brendan. And it's a lot of physical comedy on Brendan Fraser's part. And to me, he's better in a comedy when he's not doing the physical stuff. I know that our next run is George of the Jungle. So let's yeah. go on over and holler at the ape named Ape and Tookie Tookie. All right. Okay. You know what? I love George of the Jungle. I love it. I, I did too, but I also grew up on George of the Jungle when he used to come on on Memphis TV on Sunday mornings as a part of the Mr. Magic show. And you had George of the Jungle, Super Chicken, and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sherman and uh, Peabody and Sherman. And yeah. occasionally they would throw in some Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yep. And I would watch the George of the Jungles all the time. George was such a such a moron I couldn't help but laugh at him <laughs> and yes. it, it just it, it's funny because in all honesty I think the people that made George of the Jungle really just listened to Ray Stevens song Guitar Zan and decided to try that <laughs> I love Ray Stevens he's great yet another reason I knew we got along mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I just live action George of the Jungle. Let's let's not even let, we first things we got to do is acknowledge the fact that, yes, they made sequels to this abomination. Yes, but they didn't have Brendan Fraser in them. No, and they were God awful. They were awful and terrible and just horrible. Much like the new adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and the new George of the Jungle animated series they put out. They look like crap. Yep. I don't like the when they when they redo the animation. No, make them more modern. I, I am wholeheartedly against that. Right. So what they did with Scooby Doo, I, I don't like it. I'm with you on that regard. But have you seen what they're doing to He Man? 
I saw what they did to Shira, and I couldn't even watch it. No, you need to see the preview or the the uh, artwork that has come out for the new He Man that Kevin Smith's doing. Oh, okay. It's a little different. All you had to say was Kevin Smith was involved, and I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be right. It's a little different, but the animation looks damn good. Kevin Smith is awesome. He's going to make sure that it's right because he is a nerd. He is a a verified nerd geek, and I love it, and I respect him for it. He would be welcome here any day. Yes, he would. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, the thing about George of the Jungle, and I did, I saw this movie when it first came out on I guess on DVD and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Cause I liked the George of the jungle cartoon mm-hmm. and it was just so bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Tukey Tukey is one of my favorite characters and they just, Oh, this was why? <laughs> oh, I actually, I, I love, I love this movie. Uh, I grew up on this movie and my dad um, loved this movie. We have it still on VHS. <laughs> In my house. We got we it all it. on VHS. <laughs> we, we would watch this over and over again. It was, um, dad, and I, I know he's listening, um, he would quote from this movie all the time and be silly and goofy. And that's like one of my best childhood memories. So I don't attach anything negative to this movie. It's cheesy, but I love it. And I am, I, I say definitely watch this. Um, so well, let's talk about some of the people that were in this movie, because you've also got some, some big names in it. Go right ahead. Uh, Let's see. We've got Leslie Mann, who played Ursula. And I love Leslie Mann in just about everything she's done. She was so sweet. And I love this movie because it's like people who are innocent and people who are good-hearted, they win in the end. Well, I was a little disappointed in the way they did it because one reason is because they did the, the way, if you look at the animation... Ursula's supposed to have a bigger ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ursula's got a set of hips on her in the animated series. Maddox. What? I'm just saying they could have cast Kim Kardashian and it would have been closer. I'm going to send you my my gif of, of the look. I'm going to send you the look. Oh, God. Okay? Not again. You're going to get the look. I've already okay. seen it in your video, in your, in your film preview. So. <laughs> See, that's why I have it now. I have it um, saved so I can send it to you. Anytime you need the look, you get the look. <laughs> I'm just being honest. She was drawn. <laughs> she was drawn a lot hotter than that. Anyway, I like this because it makes them, it makes it seem like there is good in the world and, good things happen and I know it's unrealistic for good things to happen all the time, but I really liked that part of it is everything good in the end, everything working out. And even though there is evil and even though and let's talk bad, about the bad guys, we will. I'm still talking. Things worked out. Okay. Now we can go. 
<laughs> She's just mad because she had bigger hips than the Ursula they put in the movie. <laughs> Y'all. Now I've earned the look. I am so glad we are not in the studio because I would throw a whole bunch. I'd throw those maxi pads at you. <laughs> Don't make me break out the perineal cleaner. <laughs> All right. So we have bad guys. We've got, um, what's this guy's name? Thomas Hayden Church. Who and I love. He plays an amazing bad guy. I have loved him all the way back to Wings. Oh, yes. When he played Reagan. Lloyd, the dumbass mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to do a TV series with a very young Deborah Messing called Ned and Stacy for Fox. Yep. And he also had an Academy Award nomination for Sideways. Mm-hmm. And the guy is just a hell of an actor. He... He's one of those actors where he can play either very mean or very dumb very well. He, he's yes. a great he's a great character. It's almost actor. he's all it's it's almost Christopher Walken. Yeah. He he's like he's a chameleon and he can play anything. And that's another guy. Where the hell has he been cuz he hasn't done anything in a while. He was in a Okay, I'm looking at his IMDb right now. He is um he was in a TV series called Divorce. Didn't see it. Um, and it was from, it lasted from 2016 to 2019. And he's just now doing, um, looks like two movies called Deception Road and one called Happy Worker that are both in post-production. Okay. So we'll be seeing him in, in movies. He's gotten old as well. So if you see him, you probably don't recognize him, which is why you had, didn't think that you saw him in a while. Right. Uh-huh. He's one of those guys a lot like William H. Macy. Oh, yeah. I think he could really just play anything. Yeah. And truthfully, William H. Macy, he won me over really with two roles. Uh-huh. Down Periscope, because he proved he had some comedic timing in that one. Yes. But what really won me over about him was Shameless. Oh, yeah. He is phenomenal as Frank Gallagher. But my God, at the stuff he gets into. <laughs> Another big name that you might not have recognized because we never saw his face is the voice of ape, John Cleese. Yes. From Monty Python. Yes, John Cleese. And I, John Cleese, I wish had done more voiceover work, actually. Are you serious? Yes. Like, you, you think he needs to do more? Because I thought he's already done tons. I would like to see him do a voice on, as a regular character on an animated series. Okay. Um, I would also like to see him come back as Q for James Bond. John Cleese was the um, he was the voice of the narrator in the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yes, he was. I mean, he's done lots of voiceover work. I'm, I'm talking about now. He's okay. done some stuff in the '90s, and but then again, his age is catching up with him too, so he's not working as heavily. No, that's true. 
Uh, but Cleese was always one of those that I always liked. He and Eric Idle both. Uh, of course, Eric Idle did great voiceover work. He did even as far back as Transformers the movie. Mm-hmm. But John Cleese was the perfect casting for Ape. Yes. Perfect voice casting. All right. Sarcastic. So yeah. You say, you say watch. I say watch it. Um, not only it, it, it has great nostalgia because it is based on that cartoon. And I, I honestly think even though it was cheesy and the writing was bad in some place, and they broke the fourth wall. Come on. They constantly broke the fourth wall. They did a, uh, a nod to Lion King in the very end. Um, I'm going to give you whole, my suggestion on this real, real simple, real easy. <laughs> You'd be better off if you didn't look out for that tree. Java, 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 Java. There. <laughs> Go get you some coffee because you're a, you're a grouchy man. Watch out for <laughs> that tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's there's a lot of um, I, I just there 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 just would have been so many concussions every time he hit that tree. Uh, Why do you think George was so stupid? Just oh, bless his heart. He needs his brain studied by the people that are studying the NFL ones. <laughs> oh, too soon. Um, maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this brings us to the one I actually like. Oh, the one. This brings us to Blast from the Past from 1999. You have Brendan Fraser. You have, oddly enough, Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, you have God Dave Foley. Sissy Spacek. Sissy, Sissy Spacek. Joey Slotnick. Uh, God, Alicia Silverstone, who was easily my biggest reason for watching this. Of course. Look, I'm not going to lie. I was a huge Alicia Silverstone fan. Clueless is still one of my top. 10 favorite movies of all time. Oh. Uh, I can legitimately probably quote it from open to close. Okay. Go and, on. And um, this, if you remember, Alicia kind of disappeared from the spotlight for a while. Yes. Um, she did Clueless. She did Excess Baggage. Then there was a couple of, she, oh God, she did the Batman and Robin where she played yeah. Batgirl. And quite frankly, yes, I know she was a little bit heavier than normal, but quite frankly, I thought she looked good in the uniform. <laughs> um, but then you see they bring this movie out, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's Alicia Silverstone. Okay, I'll watch this. And the premise of this movie is that it's a family that has lived in a bomb shelter since the 60s. Yeah. And they finally, the timer finally goes off so they can go back up to the regular ground level. And to avoid the mutants that the father is so worried about, he sends up the son, Brendan Fraser, to go pick up supplies that they may need. Well, he could, because the dad couldn't go back because he had like a heart attack. Right. Yeah. That's um, why he had to send the son out. 
because he when he went up originally he ran into uh the 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 elevator that took him up actually raised him up to street level to a bum and it was joey slotnick mm-hmm. playing the bum and anybody that doesn't know him uh go back as far as a uh series the the jonathan silverman show on nbc back in the 90s great character actor when you see him you'd know him yep you definitely would know his face ugly dude (laughs) that's terrible he's an ugly dude terrible um for me my as much as i love alicia silverstone in this movie and god knows i do but my favorite character in this film is dave foley I love Dave Foley in this movie. Why? I, I Because quite frankly, I always thought he was gay. <laughs> oh, my God. So to see him actually play it was nice. <laughs> well, he always, always did that in Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Now, see, my experience, you go Kids in the Hall. I didn't have much experience with Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. My experience with Dave came from news radio. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, it didn't shock me to see him play this part because I was like, "Oh, kids in the hall." Okay. Yeah, I could see it, and now after watching some kids in the hall, I can. I was like, "Okay, yeah, now this makes sense." <laughs> uh, but I hadn't seen kids in the hall at that time because we didn't really get it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie was weird. It was a definite fish out of water story. And it was two hours long. Yeah, and they could have put about 30 more minutes of Alicia Silverstone in it. I was so bored. I was bored of this movie. It was it took everything I had. I had to I had to watch it in parts because I got so bored I had to shut it off. Yet you sat through Encino Man. I sat through Encino Man. I was on my phone, but I sat through Encino Man. This one, I mm, I don't know what it was. It took me a long time to finish this. But I love that, you know, Alicia Silverstone's like 90s hair and how horribly she um, was uh, was driving. And everything is so dated. In oh, my God. Yeah. Movie. I mean, watching things. I was like, oh, look at those clothes. Oh, look at that hair. Oh, oh, look at that. But if you notice, both in Blast from the Past and in Georgia the Jungle, I guess and in Ceno Man, he gets makeovers in every single one. He, gets, yeah. he goes from the, from the ugly duckling to Neiman Marcus and name brand uh, Armani and uh, what? Except in Ceno Man, because I don't think they can afford the stuff. But still, he got like a he got a what is it? A glam up? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It, it was a, it, it's a weird movie, but it has a lot of heart. Yes, it does have heart. It's got a sweet message because again, he plays this innocent character who doesn't know anything about the world and he's stuck trying to figure it out. And he has another dance sequence. Why do they keep having him dance? He just dances in all of his movies too. You know, I don't understand that one either, because the man, the poor white boy cannot dance. <laughs> Maybe that was the point. I mean, he has, <laughs> he has less rhythm than Thunder Cookies, and Thunder Cookies has no rhythm. Uh-huh. 
Uh, okay. The things about this show that I dug were the, the the little things that you would catch, like Dad sent him up there with like baseball cards and and then like stock certificates to go make to get money. Yep. And then they find out, oh God, he's loaded because they've got all kind of shit that they didn't know they had. Mm-hmm. I and then what does the son do? He rebuilds the parents' home exact. Above ground, and the dad, the first thing he does is step off to start digging another freaking bomb shelter. Yep. But the grossest thing that got me out of this entire film was how in the hell does Christopher Walken drink warm Dr. Pepper? Oh. Yeah. Nope. Nope. That's a big, that's a hell no. Mm-mm. You know what? I was wondering, there's my brain again. How is um, how was the son Brendan Fraser? How was he able to walk around in the sunlight when he was never exposed to it? Because usually, if you're you did know they the they sun, had sun lamps down there. Okay. They had, just, they show and they showed his education. They showed him being raised down there. So I mean, you do at least get to see that part. Yeah. Yeah, you did. See, you're sitting here going, this was just not a good week of, of movies. <laughs> it was like this movie, They, it was like they based Adam off of Forrest Gump. That innocence, everything, is, he's got a pure heart. Things just happen because of him. Yeah, except he's not touched in the head. No, he's just... Um, He's just a little slow. Yeah. One of my favorite, although one of my favorite uh, things that they said was uh, when Adam came back to the bunker and he was like, son, are you in trouble? He's like, yes, I'm being chased by a psychiatrist. (laughs) Yes. That was one of the best lines in the movie. There are some of the just cheesiest damn things. And Sissy Spacek is just so batty in this movie. Yes, she played she she played a great ditzy mom who is very frustrated, but she loves her husband. And honestly, I I really do like that dynamic is with the with the parents. Shit, the first thing Sissy Spacek should have found when she got up at the up to the earth was a divorce lawyer. <laughs> no, no, I I see what they um what they tried to do. Are you telling me the only reason that she didn't leave him is because he played Colonel Angus on SNL? Anyway, so... I just um, got the look the again, scenes, folks. I felt it. <laughs> one of the scenes, they're running, they're riding around in a window with no vans. Creepy. A window with no vans? I'm sorry, a van with no vans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry at you. Kate, how do you ride around in a window with no vans? I'm sorry, the van with no windows. You got me angry. Man. A window with no vans. What were they wearing, Reeboks? Uh, And then you have the adult bookstores that are filled with poison gas. (laughs) 
So you have a van with no windows, an adult store that is supposedly filled with uh, poison gas. You have, uh, what else do they have? And trust me, if you ever go in those dirty bookstores, they smell like they're full of poison gas. (laughs) Those places just smell nasty. (laughs) Mm. So I say about this movie... You can watch it if you can sit through two hours of boredom. I've, I've watched more boring films. It was sweet. It, it had some great actors and some some good acting from, um, you know, Sissy and Dave. But I, I don't think this was the best performance for Brendan or Alicia. Wasn't her best performance by any means, but. It was still Alicia Silverstone on my TV, so I was happy. <laughs> I was also happy when she showed up on Suburgatory to be uh, Jeremy Listo's, uh, Jeremy Sisto's girlfriend for about a month. Yeah. Which I was like, well, I'll be damned. She did end up with old Elton. <laughs> Even though he never did learn how to suck and blow. Y'all, he's just trying to make this podcast nasty. Have you never seen Clueless? He's trying to make it nasty, y'all. Do you not remember the game of suck and blow with the driver's license? <clears throat> so let's talk again about Brendan Fraser. Okay, he plays a gigantic robot named Cliff now. <laughs> on Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, you never said if you if you wanted people to watch Blast from the Past. Okay. I say watch Blast from the Past. I say skip the other two. Okay. Okay. We kind of disagree. It's not rare we disagree to this level, but yes, we disagree. We disagree. Wow. It's our first fight, y'all. <laughs> Actually, no, it's the not. first fight they've heard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> and before we wrap this show up, I get to embarrass my co-host a little bit, folks. Um, and with that note, <laughs> no, ma'am, you've still got about eight minutes to fill. Oh no! So, folks. My co-host, who now hosts her on Roku show, is now about to film her own short film. Yes, I, I film this upcoming week, and I am absolutely going insane. But no, she did not put her fat friend in it. <laughs> there, you know what? I am still trying to deal with COVID restrictions. And I have as few people as possible. I only have two actors in my entire movie. Oh, so. God, that's an easy cast to wrangle right there. Yes, it is. The only the problem is going to be the crew. <laughs> but yes, my very first movie, I, I wrote it and I'm directing it. I'm not acting in it because I think for my first one, I need the experience more than I need the exposure. And so you hopefully, if I get picked to be I'm going to submit it to the Memphis Film Prize, and hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers, it will be picked to be one of the top ten. But I know I have some stiff competition. There is a lot of competition from very good filmmakers who did not get to enter 
their films last year in the film prize. Right. Yes, because it was canceled. So, and I, I am so excited of the return of cons, and I'm excited about the return of music festivals and film festivals and just being like some sense of normalcy concerts. I am so excited that all this stuff is returning. Speaking of sense of normalcy, I am, I have been in, instructed and while I have you on the air, I'm going to extend this invitation. Uh, July the 3rd, that's the Saturday before the 4th is the 10th anniversary of radio Memphis. Oh, Wow. They're having a anniversary party. We're going to go live on the air from 6 to 12, and I have been instructed to invite you to come down. <laughs> we'll see if I accept, because <laughs> y'all are crazy. <laughs> well, this is going to be run differently, because there's going to be three different There's going to be three different teams of DJs working at a time. So, uh, okay. Yeah, so I was gonna, I'm just going to invite, but if nothing else, come down, have a drink, and have some food, because I'm sure, and they'll, and watch the bands play, because I know we've got at least three bands coming. And so that will be... Um, a time to listen to Radio Memphis to hear us live. That's right, because God knows what we'll come up with there. I'm scared. You should be. I was scared for the last one. And there may be, there may still be a way for people to listen to that show. I believe that you can go to RadioMemphis.com and download that episode from... Um, when were we on the air? Three Saturdays ago. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's a way to look and see what uh, what show we were on. So. Right, and and I don't know. I still to this I don't know what we're going to do for the next episode. Nope, I have no clue because we things are so crazy right now. On the plus side, I'm just glad we got Brendan Fraser out of the way. <laughs> okay. I mean, bless his heart. He's working. He has worked through lots of issues. He's worked through divorces. He's worked through, um, you know, surgeries, hospital stays. He's worked through rumors, lots and lots and lots of rumors about him. And he's still out there working. He hasn't given up, which I love it when actors keep refuse to quit. Yeah, they refuse to quit. They refuse to give in to the pressure of Hollywood. And there is a lot of pressure out there for actors, directors, uh, casting crew. There's there's tons of pressure out there, and so many people give up on their dreams, and it's really sad. And here you have Brendan, who just continued. He marched on. He, I almost wonder if he has some of that innocence himself that comes out and shows so clearly. I just wonder if he needs the money. He probably does. <laughs> Everybody needs the money, um, especially if he's had that many surgeries. Then, That's yeah. true. Well, I'm going to give you a second here to let everybody know where they can find your other show. Oh, oh, yes. So thank you. Um, I am the host of the TV show on the scene. It and is- no, I haven't been invited to be on that yet either. um it is where i interview people who are filmmakers that might be one (laughs) interview filmmakers about movies that they've created i've i've uh, interviewed people about film festivals so it's mainly about movies 
that is um, that's what it's about. It's called On the Scene, and uh, you can find it on Geeky Side TV. Uh, there's an app um, for that. It's also you can find it online. You can go to Roku TV. It's on your Apple TV, and it's also on your Fire Stick. I watched the episode, which is weird. I, like I go to I go to my TV. I go to the Geeky Side TV on my Fire Stick, and I was like, oh, "That's me. That's my name." It's so exciting to see myself like actually on a TV screen that other people can watch. This is an international show, you guys. So I'm pretty excited. So is this one, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Or Earth Nerds are cheesy is an international show, too. Duh. And... With that being said, folks, if you're looking for us out there on social media, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Cheesy Nerds. We'll keep you updated as to what's coming down the pipe from us. Well, we'll see you next week. Just remember, the geeks shall inherit the earth. Yep. And bye, y'all. Bring on the cheese. <laughs>